If no one told you they love you today, then I love you. Well, it's been a few days since I was into my podcast, but this is very interesting article in the LA Times by Nicholas Goldberg. I want to read it to you. And I always want to know what your opinion is, okay? Is reciting the Pledge of Allegiance just an empty ritual? Okay. Marissa Bonwell failed to show sufficient deference to the Pledge of Allegiance, and for that, she was punished. She was walking quietly down the hall at River Bluff High School in Lexington, South Carolina, where she is in ninth grade. The daily over-the-intercom recitation of the pledge began, but Bonwell kept walking. A teacher called to her several times, she says, but when she didn't stop to recite the pledge or at least acknowledge it by standing still, the teacher grabbed her, pushed her up against the wall, and eventually sent her to the principal. The principal asked her, don't you love your country? Barnwell says she has chosen not to pledge allegiance to the flag because she doesn't believe liberty and justice are applied fairly or equitably in the United States of America. And that is her right to, to, thanks to the U.S. Constitution. In fact, it's shocking that more than 70 years after the Supreme Court ruled clearly on the subject, There are still teachers who don't understand that simple reality. I go even further and add that it's mystifying that the United States, which supposedly prizes freedom of thought, speech, and opinion, nevertheless asks its students, including children so young, they can't completely understand the meaning of words with allegiance and indivisible to take a daily loyalty oath. Earlier this month, Bonwell, who says she was inspired by former NFL player Colin Kaepernick, filed a lawsuit in federal court claiming that the school district and certain of its employees violated her free speech rights under the First Amendment. Unfortunately, Branwell's experience is far from unique. It's just the latest chapter in the long controversial history of the Pledge of Allegiance, a 31-word exercise in performative patriotism that often seems to cause more trouble than it's worth. The pledge has long been attributed to Francis Bellamy, a socialist minister who claims to have written it in 1892 as part of Believe It or not a magazine promotion. As it spread through the nation's school systems, the pledge was usually accompanied by the so-called Bellamy salute. Hmm. But that was eventually changed because it too closely resembled the stiff-armed fascist salute favored by the Nazis. Amazingly, it wasn't until 1943, more than 50 years after it was written, that the courts finally recognized that, gee, perhaps pledging allegiance is not something we should require of students, 
in a country where the Constitution says government shall make no law abridging the, the freedom of speech. That year, in West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett, the Supreme Court ruled that Americans can't be forced to salute the pledge, the flag, or the flag allegiance in public schools. Hmm. If there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, wrote Justice Robert H. Jackson, it is that no official high or petty can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion or force to the citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. Today, 47 states still require the pledge in public schools, although thanks to the Barnett decision, individual students may opt out. California law requires daily patriotic exercises in public schools and specifies that the pledge is one way to meet that requirement. When I learned last week about Barnwell's case, I'd already been thinking about the pledge. That's because... I've recently read the obituary of Alfred T. Goodwin, a federal appeals court judge who died in late December at 99 years old. Goodwin became embroiled in another controversial aspect of the pledge, the ridiculous Eisenhower error of adding under God. They were added in night, and by the way, sidebar, we had to say that growing up, under God, you know. They were added in 1954 at the height of the Cold War for only one purpose, to distinguish the U.S. from the godless communists in the Soviet Union. In 2000, however, an atheist named Michael Newdow sued his daughter's school district near Sacramento, saying quite reasonably that having students recite the word under God violated the First Amendment because it constitutes constituted an endorsement by the government of religious belief. He said that even though his daughter could opt out of reciting the pledge, that wasn't enough. The pledge itself, he insisted, was unconstitutional. Incredibly, Goodwin agreed, writing the majority opinion for a three-judge panel at the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, striking down the recitation of the pledge in public schools, saying it violated the First Amendment's Establishment Clause. Goodwin, a Republican and Nixon appointee, wrote that calling the United States a nation under God was every bit as objectionable as calling it a nation under Jesus or Vishnu or Zeus or under no God at all. It wasn't a popular ruling and it wasn't destined to survive. The U.S. Senate immediately passed a resolution 99 to 0 reaffirming the language of the pledge and condemning Goodwin's reasoning. President George W. Bush called the decision ridiculous. The Los Angeles Times called it fundamentally silly. Members of Congress gathered on the Capitol steps to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and sing, God bless America. More serious critics argued that a passing acknowledgement of religion was hardly the same as establishing an official state religion. 
In 19, in 2004, the Supreme Court reversed Goodwin, not on constitutional grounds, but because it concluded Newdow had lacked standing to bring the case in the first place. Still, in my opinion, Newton and Goodwin were brave and principled and right to raise the issues as a non-believing American. I'm put off to say the least by the reference of God in the pledge. Although the pledge is hardly our biggest problem, it's surely an unnecessary and all too often empty, but simple, but indoctrination. It's fodder for the cultural wars. Too often it's merely rote resuscitation. It's anti-secular because it's pro-God. Marissa Barnwell is right. We should spend less time proclaiming and pledging our devotion to liberty and justice and making time, more time, making those aspirations a reality. Please forgive me, I fumbled because it really affected my heart. Nicholas Goldberg, you're a Times writer and you're fabulous. And I'm just going to tell you that. Well, growing up before 1954, of course, we didn't say under God. And once they voted that in, you know, President Eisenhower, we had to say under God, God forbid, I say higher power. That's who I choose to call, you know. Who knows if there really is a God? I don't know. All I know is I get up every morning being sober 37 plus years. And I get on my knees and I pray and I'm grateful. I'm one, I admit I'm powerless over alcohol, money, men, food, gambling, everything. I'm, I'm powerless over everything, honey. Just so you know that. You all know that. <clears throat> and then I come to believe that a power greater than me, greater than me, because I, you know, can restore me to sanity, because without that, I am insane. And then I, you know, turn it over to my higher power and recite the third step prayer. You know, I say, God could be anybody. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them. May bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. So that, that I do that every day. And I'm, you know, I do my gratitude list when I can remember. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I do it. Number one, I'm grateful for my sobriety today. It's Monday, it's the 20th, it's the first day of spring, and we're going to have a horrific rain tomorrow, rainstorm again, which we need. But, you know, people here can't drive in the rain, I'm just saying. You know, I'm from New York. They, they drive through these gigantic puddles, and then their car got stuck. One good thing about the first Mr. SJ, he taught me how to drive in the rain. He said, you want to drive slow because all the electrical parts in your car are going to stop if they get wet. And that's what I learned from him. <clears throat> that was one of the things. A few others know, but mostly that. There's a few things here and there. But yeah, so when I was growing up, we said under God. And then one day we didn't have to say under God anymore. And that was that. And, and that's a wonderful thing. I'm just saying, you know, to have a choice. This child has a choice. I don't have to say the pledge if I don't want to. You're going to throw me in jail because I'm not saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, because the reality is, and I love what she said here, you know, she just said, you know, basically, 
not to pledge allegiance to the flag because she doesn't believe liberty and justice are applied fairly or equitably in the United States. Now, is it? Is it? You think about that. What kind of a country brings slaves over from Africa and takes them, these people from their homes, right? What kind of a country doesn't allow Jews in when they were trying to get out so they wouldn't be persecuted in the Holocaust? That's our country. Is that justice and fair for all? I don't think so. I think this is a country of inequities. This is a country where people can just not be themselves. And you know, I'm going back to my, you know, gay, you know, trans, lesbian, drag, you know, LGBTQIA plus. I'm going back because we don't uphold the realities of like everybody to each his own, you know, we don't. Why don't we? Why can't we be loving and kind to everybody? Why can't each person just be themselves? You know, I did a drag, um, I did a, a thing the other day on here. And of course I had, didn't, I didn't go through because I didn't have the sound on correctly. So, you know, basically I said, what's wrong? What is wrong with people today? I just don't know. I just don't know. So to me, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance doesn't mean I'm going to like swear to God that I'll never leave this country, right? Or swear to whoever. Is it an empty ritual? It's possible. I don't know. I can't say. I can only say what's right for me. I can't tell you what to do. I can only say what's right for me. Today, what's right for me is doing my AA things, having breakfast. I'm grateful I was able to get up and have breakfast. I had a migraine this weekend. That was terrible. And then I went to my AA meeting and I was with my people there and they're wonderful people. Good, bad, and ugly. We're, we're all the same. Then I came home and had like my little snack and I spent some time with my kitty cats and you know, I'm getting ready for a fabulous um, interview tomorrow on my podcast. Hopefully, the young lady will be able to come in tomorrow. I'll know later on today because I think it's something you really want to listen to, hopefully. And that's about it. I just don't have too much to say. This was just a little thing to see if I could, you know, if my sound was working okay. And I'm praying that it's working okay today. And don't forget, if no one told you they love you today, then I love you. I'm leaving. I'm going to be coming back tomorrow. I'll let you know. Later, Gator.